Dafnun Amadarif and Amud Bet, the melting pot, Kol Hanitzuk Tahor. The Talmud Bavli seems to have realized that if it would put all the subject matter that deals with Tumas and Tyros in one Seder, as the Mishnah does in Seder Tyros, nobody would learn it. So instead of doing that, it infiltrates, it, it, it infuses Tumas and Tyros into the rest of Shas. So while we're learning other things, we, uh, we also come across Tumas and Tyros. We also learn uh, Tumas and Tyros. And for the next few daf, the next six or seven daf, uh, we're in... In Tuma and Tara, the laws of, of purity and impurity. And these are incredibly difficult uh, dapim. Firstly, because we're not that familiar with Tuma and Tara. We don't deal with it every day. We don't learn it every day. Even people who, who are into learning aren't that familiar with the, with the dinim of Tuma and Tara. So that, it's unfamiliar territory, even for people who are experienced in learning, certainly for those who are not. And secondly, it's, it's unfamiliar in life. We don't deal with Tuma and Tara in life. And that's a problem because Tuma and Tara is part of the reality of the universe. It's just that it doesn't affect us. We're not sensitive enough to be affected by Tuma and Tara. So it doesn't affect the Kohanim today that much and it doesn't affect the ordinary person and we don't have the Porai Duma and we don't go to the Beis Hamikdash and we don't have Avoida. So it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't affect us that much so we kind of ignore its existence. Uh, but it's still, it's a force in the world. It's an energy in the world. Tuma is a positive, is a negative energy in the world and Tyro is a positive energy in the world. And we know that nowadays people spend a lot of uh, effort on, on dealing with energies. It's uh, quite fashionable to be dealing with energies. Tuma and Tyro is energy work. So if you can let your mind just go with it in this Tuma and Tyro area and just explore a universe that is a little foreign and a little strange to us, then one can begin to, to enjoy it. Uh, the hard thing, of course, is going to be... Uh, uh, finding the matmonim. How do you make this relevant to today's area? Now, Horovitz, I think you're going to ask to be let off on, on Sunday. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, this is to, to, to deal with this. So, and I, I spent hours yesterday and today working on, on this. Firstly, just to understand the suki, just what does it mean? And then, oh my goodness, what am I going to tell you guys? What, what's its relevance? And then I discovered that it explains the failure of the San Francisco Valley Bank. That's what it does. That's how, that's how relevant it is. And that, that, that was just, uh, uh, just amazing to me. And through understanding uh, a possible aspect of the failure of the San, of the, of the San Francisco Valley Bank, um, we'll understand also some ideas about leadership and parenting and educating that are actually very, very important, just from allowing yourself to think metaphorically about what's happening here, to be able to picture what's happening. You're learning Tumantara, you've got to use your imagination, you've got to picture it, otherwise it's very diff difficult. So at the bottom of Nun Amad Aleph, Tzanan, we learned in a Mishnah, in, in Amachshirin, which is one of the Mesechtas in Taras, Kol HaNitzok Tahor, any Nitzok is Tahor. What does that mean? Explains Tosfot, you have a pot of, of tahor liquid and you pour it into a pot of tamay liquid. Does the, I, I don't even know what the English word for it, the nitzok, the, the, that column of liquid between the two pots as you're pouring, does that have a name, that column of liquid? No, it's, it's the nitzok. That column of liquid is the nitzok. Does that nitzok connect the top parts with the bottom part? 
which would make it Tameh. Tame. Now, this is important. We have ideas like this in Kashrus and in Ilchus Shabbos. You're pouring Irui from a Kli Rishon. What is that? How does that affect a Kli Shani? You're pouring boiling water from a kosher pot onto treif meat. Does the treif meat treif up the pot? Because there's a connection. This Nitzor creates connection. But that's all dealing with where there's heat. Here with Tuma and Tyro, energy flows without heat. Normally, you need heat for energy to flow. But in Tuma and Tyro, energy can flow without heat. So the Gemara's question is, when you, when you pour in this way, does the column of liquid connect the top with the bottom? And the Gemara says, no, it, it doesn't do so. As the Rambam ex- explains in his parish, Lemishnayis, Im mashkim torim. You have a kli tahor, it's pure. You're pouring it into a kli tame, into a utensil that is tame. All the liquid in the bottom part, that's certainly tame. It's impure. But what's left in the top part is tahor, even though it was connected by the nitzok during the period of the pouring, the tumah didn't creep up the nitzok and into the top pot. And we do not say that the column connecting the upper from the lower connected the two parts and made the top, top part tame. Chutz is back in the Mishnah. Except for thick honey and other liquids that aren't really liquid, they're almost solid. And in that case, because Tosfet says, Where they're almost solid, then we say it's one thing, that what's in the top part and what's in the bottom part is one piece of, of material. Uh, and, and the solidity makes it one, and then it will be the top one as well. Now, what I was interested in is, is this specifically about verticality? Or does it also apply to horizontal connection? So if you've got some tamay food here and some tahora food there, and there's a flow between them, does that what, what is the status of that connection? Are we only talking about a vertical connection? Or are we talking about a, a horizontal connection too? In, in laws of mikvaot, we know that there is connection. Connection works from one to the other. Uh, in the case of Hashaka, which is which is somewhat different, but still we see there is a connection in verticality. From the Gemara on Daf on Daf Nun Omud Beis, it appears that we are talking even about the horizontal, because there the Gemara talks about a case. The, the Gemara is asking uh, about other foods. You pour oil from from one pot to another, and it's uh, it's not thick. Um, what is this, the status of all of this? And it goes into a whole discussion, but it brings a proof. Rava Toshma. Rava brings a proof from the following case. So just again, picture it. It's not a very pleasant picture, but just, just see the picture. If you take a piece of fat from a dead body, the fat is a kazayat, so it could cause tumor. It's just a kazayat. And you melt the fat in a pan. I don't wonder why anybody's doing that. Just picture it. So you're now melting the fat in the pan. Tame, it, it, the melted fat is still tame. 
But if this kazayit was broken up into different globules of fat, and together it's a kazayit, and now you melt them together to make one kazayit of fat, by the way, all these halochas uh, became relevant. Um, Rav Weiss from, from Manchester in his chuvas had shilas after the war with questions of the soap that was made out of people's, people's fat. Does it cause tumor? What kind of tumor does it cause? These, were, these, these gemorrahs were used practically, but let's not look at it from that perspective at the moment, just understand the picture. So you take these little globules of fat, which together form a kazayat, and you melt them into one, into one, you melt them together, and then it solidifies again. In such a case, tahor. Since they were never tameh, because there was never enough in one globule, even when you bring them together, they, they are tahor. And if you will hold that there is no nitzok lochlin, that food does not connect. Now, what are we talking about, horizontal or vertical in this case? Horizontal. horizontal. And even if it's a complete one, it should also become tahor. It should also be tahor. Because as the, the Gemara is learning, as Tosos explains, it doesn't all melt at once. It starts melting at the edge. And, and it moves aside and it's connected by a liquid connection. So, and then we, and we're saying it, it remains a kazayat. Throughout the process, it remains a kazayat. How can it remain a kazayat if some is melted and some is solid? Which is what the melting process is. It melts at the edges first. So clearly the melted part and the solid part connect and it's considered one unit. But here we're talking about, about horizontal, not about vertical. So it would seem to be that there's no difference between vertical and horizontal. But I found the Me'iri who learns this Gemara differently for that very reason. He says this Gemara is not talking about it melting in a pan. It's talking about you melt it in a pan and then you pour it from one pan to the other. Now there's not a kazait in one place. There's some kazait in the first pan, some kazait in the second pan, and there's a connection. So the, the Me'iri specifically learns of talking about verticality, which implies the whole discussion here of nitzok, uh, the, that the Gemara says that nitzok, ein, uh, nitzok tahor, that a nitzok, this column, doesn't join the top with the bottom. We're talking about vertical. And in the Loshan of the Rambam, it seems as also, and in the Loshan of Tosus, we're talking about vertical. That's where the whole issue is. What has this got to do with the failure of the SVB bank? So yesterday, Paul Krugman, who's a Nobel Prize winning economist, claimed that one of the unethical things that the SVB bank did now, you must, you must appreciate that the SVB bank was the blue-eyed boy of, of Wall Street for a long time. And so was Enron before it collapsed. And so was Worldcom before it collapsed. When these companies collapse, everybody becomes a chochem as to what they did that was wrong and unethical. But at the time, everybody was buying their shares and investing in them. So you've got to take it also with a pinch of salt now that everybody's climbing on the bandwagon as what they did. One, wrong, and I just, certainly don't want to take in an issue in that particular as they happen to have been clients of mine until Friday. Um, the... Um, but Paul Krugman claims what they did, one of the things they did wrong was they set themselves up as part of the innovation high-tech ecosystem. And in so doing, they built trust with the startups and the venture capital people. And he says that's unethical because you're a bank. 
Now, the difference between what's important about a bank is who's a bank's first responsibility to? The people who deposit. It's different from any other business. Its first responsibility is not to its clients, to its customers. I lend you money and I do all sorts of things. I, I take care of your banking needs. That's fine. But my first responsibility is not to you. My first responsibility is to the people who put money in my bank. And therefore, a bank can't get too buddy-buddy with its customers. A bank has to keep a distance from its customers. And as to say, I'm a bank. I'm governed by banking regulations. I'm governed by banking ethics. It's a different thing. I'm not one of you guys. You guys are, are innovators. You're founders. You're CEOs of startups. You do wild things. I'll help you where I can, but I'm not one of you. I'm, I'm part of the financial services ecosystem. I'm not part of your ecosystem. When you keep the verticality in place, the tumor from the bottom doesn't go to the top. You don't get infected and contaminated by, by the tumor. Now, this is, so, so let's use firstly the metaphor of the, of the bank. So the bank, if it would have made it clear, I'm different from you. I'm a financial services organization. I can support and help you. There's a nitsuk. I can pour energy into you. I can pour resources into you. But I stay up here. I don't come down to your level. Because if I come down to your level, then nitsuk is a chibur we see on Amud Bet. Then you are connected. If you're on the level of the person you're serving, you're part of his ecosystem. If you're part of his ecosystem, he affects you. It's not just you affecting him. It works both ways. You've got to sometimes stay where you are. You're part of a different ecosystem. And the same applies with a Talmud Chochem. A Talmud Chochem, a Rov, a Rosh Yeshiva. You've got to get your hands dirty sometimes and deal with people who are not on your level. That's fine. That's great. You can pour in. You can influence. But you've got to stay who you are. You can't become buddy-buddy with the people you're serving, become one of them, become one of the Balabatim. You're not a Balabos. You're a teacher. You're an educator. You can't become buddy-buddy with the students. At the end of the day, you're the teacher, they're the students. You can influence, you can pour, but you've got to keep the verticality in place. Otherwise, nitzok is chibur. Otherwise, the very pouring connects you in such a way that the tumor comes from the bottom to the top. It flows up the nitzok. And, the, um, and, and if it's solid, the same applies. If you make it one, one unit, even if you're up here and they're down there, but you make it one unit, yes, I'm the teacher and you're the students, but we're all buddy-buddies. We're all part of the same. You're making it into one unit. Now the tumor can flow. Now you can be affected by, by, by the areas that you don't necessarily want to be affected by. And the same with parenting. Parents have thought that the modern thing with parenting is to be buddies with your kids. Kids have got their own buddies. They don't need a parent to be a buddy. They need a parent to be an authority. They need the parent to be a rebbe. They need the parent to be a teacher. They need the parent to be a moirah derech. They need the parent to be an example. That's what they need. They don't want to see the parent acting like a child. They want, to, they want to aspire to act like a parent one day, to act like an adult one day. This is their role model of, of parenting. You've got to keep the verticality. That understanding of you've got to keep the vert verticality and allow a flow. If it's dvash hazifim v'atzapichit, if it's solid and there's no flow, the tumor also flows through. There needs to be a flow. You're up here, they're down there, and you're pouring into them. You're teaching, you're educating, you're giving. If you are the giver, the tumor doesn't come into you. You're the giver. That's how it keeps going. The moment that stops and you solidify, now it's one block, the tumor travels. The moment you come down to their level, 
the tumor travels. That's what we've got to understand and that's what we've got to see. So look how just from a, a, a sugya of such technical tumor and tyro, if you see the picture, if you see the diagrams, if you understand the metaphors, there's an, uh, there's an understanding of energy flow that affects everything we do in every area in which we operate, not only tumor and tyro directly. 